members of the PCU. My name is Andrew Gray and I'm a solicitor. I'm also the founder of Truth Legal Solicitors up in Harrogate, North Yorkshire. Uh, this morning I've had the pleasure of meeting one of your own, Andy Price, and we've been having a good chat talking about politics, putting the world to right, uh, understanding how the PCU works and Andy's been understanding how Truth Legal works. Andy, how are you? Fine, thank you. Now then, let's have a great conversation. Let's see where this podcast goes. Normally, when I do a podcast, I'm interviewing someone um, to get really interesting information out of them, just like you see an interview on on the TV. But uh, here, I just think we ought to make it a, a flow of information between us, and hopefully we can answer any questions that uh, your membership might have or any potential members of the PCU might have. So do you want to go first and ask any questions of me, perhaps? Okay, then, just for members to know how I came across uh, Truth Legal. I was uh, helping a, a family member with an employment issue that one of the big unions had kind of let them down. So I was searching for a uh, firm of solicitors that might um, be able to help and I came across Truth Legal and what I read I really liked. I think their ethos and their, their way of working really fits well with uh, ourselves in the union. So I got in touch with Andrew and so the rest is history, as I say. Um, and we're sitting here now, we've, we've come to an agreement of how to work together in partnership, and we're looking at that as a very collaborative thing. And um, so to help members, and of course anyone who's listening who's not a member, who wants to join the PCU, then maybe this is a good reason why you should. So if you want, uh, Andrew, shall I ask you some questions? By all means. <coughs> it's a very nice thing for you to say as well about Aretha's. Thank you. Okay, then, well, the general kind of... Um, over, overview of the agreement is that uh, Truth Legal will give legal advice to our members and their families and PCU officials. That the PCU will promote uh, their members' work on Truth Legal's website and the PCU will be able to um, do things that can help Truth Legal. Um, so what we want to do in this, in this agreement is explore the mutual benefits of working together uh, uh, in the legal field and in the, in the therapeutic field. Um, some of the general questions I'm going to put to Andrew now are what are in our kind of understanding that we've got between each other. So the first question, Andrew, is that uh, when a PCU committee member wants legal advice, how will they access, access it from you? Okay, yeah, good question. Yeah, thank you for it. So my background, for me, I had the opportunity to explain to your members and potential members, is that I was a trade union lawyer for three or four years in Leeds. I'm still a member of a trade union as well, so I feel quite comfortable in, in this space and it's massively exciting for us to you know, work with you guys and grateful for you coming up here to see me. Yeah, but how will your um, offices access our advice? Well, we hope that we'll become on first name terms with each other. We're a firm, there's only 16 of us and only probably 12 of those are actually lawyers. So of the 12 lawyers, I'm hoping that your uh, officers, officials, etc., will get to be on first-name terms, really friendly terms, with our team. And our teams are that employment team headed by Navia, and we have a personal injury team headed by Helen, and a clinical negligence team uh, headed by Gary. I'm the owner of the firm, and we do try to um, collaborate with each other, and it's, it's not a firm designed to give Andrew Gray a Ferrari, I can I promise you that. So you, uh, with your officers, give us a call, um, email us, and hopefully we'll be in touch pretty quickly. If there's a matter for the officers themselves where they need legal advice, we will charge it 
to the union themselves and bill it sort of every month. We're doing that at what I think is cost price, so hopefully we're not going to make any profit mm-hmm. from any work we're going to give to the union. I'd estimate that that's about £75 an hour plus VAT. I can't imagine us opening many matters for your firm, sorry, if your firm, for your union, there we are, a legal slip there. Um, and any bill that you were going to get from us, you will know you're going to get it because you know that you've been on the clock for it. But I can't imagine us wanting to rush to bill you as a union. We're here to help you, for you to help us back. It's um, it's not all about hourly rates and us billing you. That's not what we're here for. Okay, that's great. Uh, thanks for that. Um, another question I've got is that um, in our agreement, family members of PCU members will be able to access legal advice. Could you expand on what kind of advice that would be and, and how they would be able to access that? Sure, yes. So, generally speaking, the union and its officers enjoy more preferential terms with us than the members, mm-hmm. and the members enjoy more preferential terms than their family members. We want to make it attractive for people join the PCU that when they do so, their family members get something as well. More reason to join the PCU, hopefully it'll make your union stronger, more viable, and so on, more effective. With family members, there'll be a section on our website, hopefully it'll be easy to find, where they can uh, ask for a call back, and it will say whether or not you are a member of the PCU or whether or not you're a family member. It will also ask whether the person inquiring is okay with us going to the union to check their credentials out to make sure they're paid up or so on, whether they're family or not. Um, and hopefully then we will contact the administrators at the PCU and say we've had an inquiry, can we help? Our ethos is that we're wanting to help, I can assure you of that. And family members, they get better terms for personal injury and better terms for employment law and for sort of general litigation as well. And as our firm grows, hopefully we can offer in the future wills and potential conveyancing, but we, at the moment we're predominantly a litigious firm offering generally just deal with disputes, predominantly acting for employees. Okay, thanks for that. Um, I know there's complications with no fee, no win in terms of the mechanics, but just generally speaking, what does no win, no fee, no win mean? Okay, yeah, um, apologies in advance, I will try to make this as simple as I can, but it is a little complicated. Um, no win, no fee in personal injury law is the normal way of lawyers representing their clients. What normally happens and what we do at the moment for non-PCU members is that we promise our clients that they don't have to pay anything unless they win the case. And what they do pay would come out of their compensation. And a maximum they would have to pay is a quarter of their case, a quarter of the value of their claim. But it's only a quarter of what's called their past losses. This is where it gets a bit complicated. So imagine an ordinary person who we're acting for, who's not a member of the PCU, uh, is a client of ours and receives, let's say, £4,000 for their injury. So it's a serious injury, but not the most serious injury. And we get them £4,000 and they've made a full recovery. In that situation, our client would be sent a cheque for £3,000 at the end of the case. Mm. In a more higher value case where someone's suffered maybe long-term injuries, and for example, that case could be worth, let's say, £100,000. Of that £100,000, a lot of their losses are into the future. So it could be that their past losses are only, let's say, £20,000. 
truth legal and most law firms would deduct a quarter so a quarter of the 20 so in that case we would uh, receive £5,000 as a fee mm-hmm. so you're, the injured person would get a cheque for 95000 it is a bit complicated and that, that's for ordinary non-PCU members but for PCU members who you know they've been paying their subs and in part to obtain legal advice we're ensuring those percentages are lower for the PCU members and and lower, not as good, but for their family members. So the PCU members always have preferential rates and okay. get offered to others. Okay, so and even, the, even the family members will get a better rate oh, than they absolutely. would do on the high street? Absolutely, we'd be delighted to act for them. Okay. Andy, would you like to answer the question about employment law, which I think is relevant as well? Okay. Because knowing of the employment law is different... Mm-hmm. In the employment law, currently, we do offer no we know fee agreements to non-PCU members, and broadly it works like this. We will always deduct 35% of the value of any settlement or claim to pay our legal fees. So if we obtain, let's say, £10,000 at trial for someone who's been unfairly dismissed, we would be paid, inclusive of that, £3,500. In a case like that, though, the claimant who's bringing that case would have to pay for what's called disbursements so usually any barrister's fees if they need be or or anything else of of that type with PCU members though what we're saying is we would like to offer uh, no we know fee agreements to them as well because they're very hard to find it's very easy to find no we know fee personal injury lawyers very easy to find you find them all over online no we know fee employment lawyers are very difficult to find and we are one of them and we're proud to be them we're saying that we would deduct a smaller percentage, which is, again, I think it's 30% would deduct for members and a uh, different percentage, I think, for family members. The idea being that it, um, uh, PC members will have more sort of authority in their workplace because they know their lawyers are potentially going to offer no-we-no fee agreements, which is great. Um, we're not going to guarantee no-we-no fee agreements um, for your members. The case must be good for us to do so. And good as in they must have a good chance of winning and the compensation must be um, good enough. But um, I also want to ensure that people listening to this podcast don't think that no no fee agreements are absolutely what they must look for. It isn't. Sometimes the fee that we could get from settling a case very quickly, frankly, could be too high. And so we need to explore with the members hourly rated work as well, so where we all fixed fee work. But again, on really preferential rates we're not here to screw your members out of lots of money it's not um, how we go about growing we have grown from just me a few years ago to sort of 16 of us we've only done that by doing things you know, properly um, so uh, we're hoping as well that the PCU um, particularly with its members can put a barrister's fund together if they're able to do that and I think we, um, that's likely to happen PCU members and officers are going to have, we think, a great deal of power in the workplace because not only are their lawyers either affordable or no no fee agreements, but the, the big cost to anyone bringing a claim, the barrister's fees, the threat of having to pay that, which could be £1,000 a day sometimes, you know, and the hearing could be five mm-hmm. days. It's so, it's so, so much just to pay, particularly if you just lost your job. Where do you find that, that kind of cash? If the union has that funds and you are growing and so on, I think it will bring a great deal of, of power to you that actually fewer matters will, will go to trial. 
Okay, th thanks for that. I mean, I think that um, on a barrister's fund, I think that's a good idea, and that's something I'm going to bring to the committee and, to, and then to the members to see what they feel about that. Um, we could at the moment maybe ring fence some of the money we've already got, but again, I'd have to get agreement from the, uh, the members for that. Um, but I think it's something that we will explore um, within the union and, and uh, try and come to some sort of arrangements where we can get some money in place, as you, as you say, to give our members greater negotiating leverage with the employer, whoever it is that um, they're, they're using legal action against. So that's good to, to be able to explain why, why that's necessary. There is a question in terms of, um, I suppose it's a confidentiality thing, but um, will Truth Legal be asking permission for successful cases to be published either on your website or, or within hours? Yes, we'd like to, but at all times, Truth Legal are going to act in adherence to our regulatory requirements and we're mm -hmm. very strict about that so when we're acting for any of your members it's the member who is our client and we owe all our duties to the member we'd like to be able to update the union throughout either a personal case or an employment case whatever it be let them know what we're doing but only if the member wants us to do so and I suppose that feeds in as well to publicity if we want a case being a member going to tell everyone about it but the member might be uncomfortable for a reason. Often in employment law, there are confidentiality agreements, whether they should be or not, but it, it isn't mm -hmm. pretty much the norm that there are. So, so yeah, successful employment cases, we, we'd love to publish it more than, but we just, we're gagged from, from doing so. And often people don't want it to be, you know, splattered around mm -hmm. all online if they've received 20 grand or, or, or so on. I understand that. Um, it would be following what the, the members' wishes are, of course, and hopefully liaising with um, the, the committee um, and frankly, the more we publicise, you know, successful cases, the more the union is going to grow, the more negotiating power it has. I think it would be in everyone's best interest if um, public, uh, successful cases are you know, told okay. about to everybody who will listen. I think that's quite reassuring to know that because uh, although all kind of cases in the law get published in terms of um, the uh, the case law goes on, on on Harvey, I think it is, and that. But it's it's good for our members to know that. They'll be doing their, their, what work they have to do with, with a legal firm, and that will stay confidential as much as it can do yeah. within the confines of uh, the oh, completely. working. Yes. Yeah. Not, not all cases end up in Harvey's, no. by the way. There's only okay. a few of really interesting ones that oh, end okay. up reported. Okay. Um, I've got there's three more questions here, but uh, two of them are not kind of legal, but so I'll, I'll deal with the, the legal one first. Um, just to give you a little bit of a scenario, I'm wondering whether you can help with this. A committee member... Uh, gave me the following scenario. If a member of ours is represented by their insurance company solicitor in a complaint against them to their professional body, and then the member asks the union for some further legal advice, maybe because they're not quite sure with what they're getting from the, the solicitor in the insurance company or they, they want a second opinion, if we ask yourselves for some advice as, as a union, is there a professional conflict in us getting that advice from you? And is there a conflict in the member then using that advice, which may be contradictory to the representing solicitor? Oh, well, Does that so make sense to you? Mostly makes sense. It's a complicated question. I'll, I'll do it as best as and openly and frankly as I can. So we are capable, competent with regulatory type 
questions, but they don't come across our desk all the time. Mm-hmm. The more normal cases for us are someone's being fired from their job, discriminated against, uh, they were blowing the whistle, so on. We only rarely have a case where there's a regulatory body sort of sniffing around into that uh, person's conduct. So we would need to sort of read up on it. Although generally speaking, I think regulatory work is more straightforward. It's following some general principles, most regulatory codes, Mm -hmm. like the rest of the solicitors. Yes, it can go into thousands of pages, but really you can boil it down into some principles and acting with integrity, you know, keeping stuff confidential, so so on and so forth. Um, If you as the union um, come to us as truth legal rather than the member asking us, yes, we would give you our response and we'd be billing the union and the union can do what it wants with that piece of work. Okay. Of course, we need the member's authority to, you know, to answer that question. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. sure that would be a given coming the, uh, from you guys. Um, would there therefore be a potentially a conflict if the member has got solicitors A who say one thing and then effectively truth legal has been instructed and we say something B? Um, I don't think that would be a conflict. I, I don't regard it as that as a problem for us. We'll just say it as we see it, mm-hmm. give our best possible advice. Um, if if you go online and search, can I change listers or switch listers? We tend to rank top because people know that there are a lot of not always the best lawyers out there, or and a lot of lawyers aren't often qualified. So getting a second opinion is is sensible, and hopefully your, your members will particularly understand the need to get a second opinion. Being you know psychotherapists, counsellors, therapists, and so on, you'll know yourselves when you're treating your clients, patients, or service users, whatever term you use, that two different therapists or two different psychotherapists or psychologists or counsellors can come to two different conclusions and it often does make sense to sort of shop around so I wouldn't I think that scenario is, a, is a one that would come up where we think something from someone else but I don't regard it as a problem for truth legal it, it might give the member a bit of a headache but we'll say it as we see it it won't necessarily mean we'll back the member we will just give them our impartial okay. advice on the case okay that's lovely um We'll come to a bit, the exciting bit that I think, um, and that's the other part of the partnership we're working with. Um, we've discussed, before we did the, the podcast, um, Truth Legal's offer about web profiling of our union members on your site, and, uh, and maybe union members being able to blog on your site. That's right. Could you just expand on that for us? Sure, yes. It's, yeah, it's massively exciting and Andy, this was your idea, <laughs> okay. not my idea. So um, <laughs> thank you for coming up with that. I don't think I would have come up with it, but it, it is a genius. So I love the synergy between Truth Legal and your union for lots of reasons, but one in particular is that you spend your working day helping distressed people out. That's what we do. We do it from a legal side, you do it from a sort of more medicalised side. Medicalised is the wrong word, but it's more... Therapeutic. Therapeutic, that was the word. Thank you very much. But we're all trying to get to the same goal, really, is just is helping people is predominantly individuals. So you guys are helping people that were stressed at work, being discriminated against, lost their job, injured in accidents, had a clinical negligence, stuff like that. That's what, that's what we're doing as well. So our ethos, Truth Legal's ethos, is to help as many people as we possibly can and granted we've only got a team of 16 people here so we, we can't help as many as that we'd like so what we've done is bolster boot our web presence so if any members go to our website which is truthlegal.com and we have a published version as well but on the truthlegal.com site we get uh, around about 1200 people a day on the site reading it and on there there's free legal documents free guides there's podcasts like this um, 
we want to just help people. And if they go on the blog, in particular, they see that there's multiple people, all sorts of people written on our blog. We have translators write about the importance of translation. We've had barristers write about potential, you know, sorry, employment cases. We've had we've got a student section where students write blog for us, and we pay the, the students to write interesting um, uh, content because we just want to help people who come to our site. Sure, we're looking for good work out of it too, but we're raising people's profiles. What we think with your members is, is that if, for example, someone has a specialism in EMDR, which I think you do, and I'm sure a lot of your members do as well, we have a lot of clients that have EMDR, but it's very difficult for us as lawyers to say, you need to have EMDR, we're not capable of saying it. But if it, when it is recommended, our clients say to us, well, the, the doctor says, I need to have EMDR from someone or another, what is it? We'd love to be able to have either a podcast like this or a blog or a vlog where one of your members talks, like on a video on, a, on like a YouTube channel, explaining what it is. It, it therefore helps people who are looking online to find out what those things are, great. It helps us, as uh, Truth Legal, because we're trying to help other people. But also it helps your member as well to raise their profile. And I'm not bragging, but just frankly, our website has an awful lot of power online because of the way we've um, gone about things. So if your members are blogging on our site or podcasting with me or whatever it be, then when they Google whatever potential uh, client service user, um, whatever terminology your members use for their sort of clients, when they are then searched, the content on our site will come up quite high. In fact, it might even be uh, Google page one, ranking one. So people searching for them will know an awful lot about them. And we're not going to necessarily limit, limit it just to one post. If your members are, you know, really like writing or really like podcasts or really like vlogging, and what they're producing is great and it's helpful to the world. Not, I don't want sales pitches. That's not what I'm looking for. If it's, we are going to help people as many as I possibly can online, and Truth Legal has given me this opportunity to do so because I've got readers who are interested in that thing, great, we will take their content and it will help us help humanity and help your member. I think it's just as good a win-win situation as we could have. And I think it was a genius idea of yours to come up with it. Yeah, I, I quite concur with what you say there, Andrew. I think, I think it will be good. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of our members have a lot of ex- expertise that they can lend to greater people in terms of doing blogs and, and, and doing advice. And I think something that we will uh, put out to our members that that's a a possibility with the agreement we've got got here but I think the P- PCU and Truth Legal have an opportunity to almost redefine the relationship between um, trade unions and their law firms it, it doesn't have to be as it previously was union doesn't now wax it off to the lawyers and they're not particularly involved that kind of could happen here I think I'm thinking more in, in partnership that's how we work as a business here mm-hmm. It's how we try to be with the community here, and I, I think it's it's your vibe very much so as well. Yes, yeah. I, I, I like it. I'm excited by it, and if your members have got ideas for how the relationship could develop, things we've not thought about, I really want to hear them. The agreement we have is it's not a contract; it is written down. It can morph and develop, and you know, frankly, if you guys get a better offer from other law firms that can produce it, you know, better law, cheaper prices. And uh, whatever, I, I recommend that you would go with them. I think acting, I want to act in your best interest to your members. Mm-hmm. You know, go with them. I'm not here to just gather you and you know, let you go. We want to sort of grow together. We're growing at about 30 cents a year. Your membership's growing at about 30 cents a year. I, 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 I just see a very rosy future. Yeah, I, I, I concur with that as well again because um, 
I think it's it's not always about cost. I think it's about um, what each organisation can bring in terms of its ethics and its view and its aims and its objectives. And I think uh, there'd be very few law firms out there that have what you've got at Truth Legal. And that's why I think it's such a great fit for us. I'm really excited about our working together. Uh, I'm really excited about what we can develop, not so much within the law, but within the partnership in helping people. And I think that's great. So uh, I hope members enjoyed the uh, podcast. Um, If you have any questions, then just go through the Google groups or contact one of the committee members. Uh, We'd love to hear what you think. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Cheers.